You're listening to the Cars of Carlisle Network, podcast episode number 76, Glenn Beck, Rally Team Limer. Cars of Carlisle is your favorite internationally downloaded podcast about all things automotive. Darren and his CFC team are ever searching for interesting automotive happenings, real stories about real car people, and fun features to inform and entertain you. Each week, the Cars of Carlisle crew brings you show topics ranging from car shows to team adventures to auto racing weekends to behind-the-scenes human interest stories from car nuts that live across town, across the country, or even across the globe. Come join the road trip. Today, ride along to Palmyra, Pennsylvania to meet Rally North American veteran Glenn Beck. Over the years, Glenn has piloted his late model Mustang thousands of miles, crisscrossing the United States many times. In his team Limer Stang, yes, the team name matches the paint color, Glenn has amazed so many significant memories with his Rally North American teammates. In fact, Glenn is extremely proud of how his fellow rally drivers have rallied behind him. Glenn is devoted to supporting charities and his Ford sorts a Fighting Bee decal emblazed with Bailey's team. Since meeting Bailey in 2013, Glenn works to support his young fan and the rare blood disorder she fights, Diamond Black Fan Anemia. It's time to meet veteran rally driver Glenn Beck. So, let's get revved up! Hello and welcome back, Cubers, to your favorite informative automotive podcast. I am your trusted host, Darren, and thank you for joining us again this week. We are so proud and glad to have you and everyone as Cubers as fans of Cars of Product Network, and we certainly appreciate that sharing this with us, friends, family, car clubs, uh, anyone that you meet. want to really get the word out and continue to grow our car culture and our car community. All thanks to you. It is truly about people. Let's see what's happening with the AACA Museum in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Some upcoming events to talk about for the AACA Museum in Hershey. Corvette Racing Weekend will be presented by Michelin. It's slated for October 25th. This event features a variety of Corvette racing speakers and activities. Visit aacamuseum.org for details. Advanced registration is required to attend this event. Also, Trunk or Treat, which will be held on Sunday, October 27th. Kids can dress in their Halloween costume and enjoy an exciting afternoon of family fun. Let the amusement begin at crafting tables where kids will decorate their own Trunk or Treat bags using the various car and Halloween stamps, stickers, markers, and more. Gather up your miniature ghosts and goblins and head over to the AACA Museum in Hershey for a bit of Halloween fun. All visitors 12 and under will be eligible to participate in the AACA Museum's Trunk or Treat program included with museum admission. They offer a special $9.50 admission price for everyone. Participants will also be able to hunt for a variety of Trunk or Treat spots within the main and lower levels of the museum while they enjoy all the wonderful museum vehicles on view. Treats will be given to each child 12 and under at each of these locations throughout the museum provided by the Hershey Company. Halloween-themed videos will be played in the indoor drive-in theater, and a display of hearse vehicles will be available for viewing so everyone can get into the spirit. 
And lastly, join the AACA Museum for their Autos and Ale. This is the 10th anniversary being of this event being held on November 1st. It's one of the region's longest-running craft brew beer events with more than 30 brewers sampling dozens of great beers. Mad Chef will brew an exclusive Big Bad Orange high-octane IPA exclusive for this event inspired by the AACA Museum's 1969 Big Bad Orange AMX. Live entertainment by Smooth Like Clyde food stations, vendors, best wings contests all help to make this evening a fun event that they look forward to all year long. There is also a raffle of brewer items, t-shirts, growlers, gift certificates, all of that will benefit the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. VIP tickets can get you early access to all the brewers from 6 to 7, along with being able to stay through the conclusion of the event. Regular event tickets allow access to all the festivities from 7 to 10 p.m. AACA Museum wants you to be responsible and not to drink and drive, so they encourage designated drivers, Uber or staying over at the Spring Hill Suites next door. Visit autosandales.com for tickets and full event details. This event sells out fast, so do not wait. Get your tickets now. And as far as the, this week's trivia question, I really wanted to do a shout out to when talking with Glenn in his garage and at his home, uh, it was really important to, to him to let me know that he has a picture that we'll put out on Instagram that's done in his man cave. And with that, it's just about, uh, it contains all the Rally North American memorabilia going back through the years. And for him, uh, he's been a, been a veteran of the RNA since uh, 2013, as you heard, so Six plus years, he's been a member and a key contributor to the whole Rally North America family. And uh, with that, he uh, just wanted to let everybody know that uh, he has driven what is known as the loneliest road in America, which is uh, US 50. And uh, there was something that had happened. It came up um, in 2018 that uh, he had a particular health matter that kept him off the road. But he wanted to put a special shout out to the Rally North America colleagues and family members, uh, all his friends, that during that event when he was at home and could not travel due to uh, this medical situation, that everyone through the Facebook feed, they could continue to share with, uh, with Glenn well wishes and pictures and uh, keeping him involved in the adventure day by day, hour by hour. And what it really did is it... Uh, was really surprised by the fact that everyone put so much effort into that. And they presented a few weeks back once everyone returned from that rally trip with a banner and people had signed it and each of the teams had uh, really shown that they had been thinking about him and wished he could have been part of that with them. So a special thanks to everyone who uh, rallied, unintended, behind Glenn during that, that, that challenging time. So this week's trivia question is, uh, I'm going to say this, US 50, the loneliest road in America. Between what cities in the US does US 50 run from terminus to terminus? That answer at the end of this episode. So let's head to Palmyra and sit down and talk with Glenn in his garage about his Mustang and his project car. The Rally Dixie. That uh, started in Noblesville, Indiana, ended in Fort Walton Beach, Florida about three days later. Fun trip. Uh, my uncle was my uh, navigator for the trip. Okay. He's uh, just a couple of years older than me, and he's a real car guy. I've been a car guy forever. <laughs> so we, we had a great time. We had a great time on that. Um, but he's not really into the feeling of pressure with the rally. 
feeling the feeling to perform to get some place in a hurry and yeah. so on you know yeah. so so I keep talking about doing a rally I asked him a couple of times if he wanted to do a repeat he said, no 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 way no. okay <laughs> okay yeah what about um, obviously this year you're focused on on the whole team Bailey and, and Bailey who we all mm-hmm. got to meet while we were at Camp Sunshine you want to talk a little bit about that for, sure, for the sure yeah it was in the in the run up to the 2013 rally where uh we first raised money for Camp Sunshine. That's where I first uh, encounter had, had my first encounter with Bailey. Um, this rally was for kids. You know, it was about raising money for Camp Sunshine, a retreat for families that have a child with life-threatening illness, and it's all about it's all about the kids and trying to trying to give them a, a, a good life with what they have. Um, so yeah, I was pretty intent on raising some decent amount of money, and I was a little over two thousand bucks when uh, my wife came home from her exercise class one night and uh, said, hey, I, my best friend uh, has, was just telling me about this little girl who is her granddaughter that's going to this funny camp someplace in Maine with her family sometime in July. I said, well, it wouldn't happen to be Camp Sunshine, would it? Yeah, I think that's it. I said, well, when are they going there? Because I still hadn't made the connection. She said, oh, last week, last week of June. Whoa! That was the week we were going to be cruising through town. So long story short, uh, through Deb's friend, who was Bailey's grandma, I met up with the family. Uh, they um, they came up came up in the area for a visit with with the grandma, and I was invited over and uh, met the family. Some of the sweetest people you'd ever want to meet. Uh, had a nice time with them. Now these I understand these people have uh, they've got every right to be pissed at the whole world. You know sure. they've got a They've got a child with a serious problem. Yes. They, they could lose this child. Yes. This child has seen some of her friends pass through the disease. So, uh, you know, but through, the, through all that, the people are the sweetest people you want to meet. We had maybe 15, 20 minute conversations. Nice, nice, uh, nice friendly conversation. I said, Mike, oh, we, we sat the kids in the car and took pictures and all this. And by that point, I already had the B logo thing. Tim, mm. uh, Scott Spielman was all about that, so he got that arranged for me. So, uh, yeah, I, mean, I said my goodbyes, and I'm walking down the sidewalk. And here, this pitter-patter little feet behind me. And here's Bailey with her arms up in the air, running up behind me, and jumped up in my arms and gave me a big hug. Mm. Mom and I about lost it right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Flash forward then to Camp Sunshine. Um, we're, it was the end of it, it was the last checkpoint for a rally, and um, we're driving down this gravel lane, and there's volunteers are out there cheering us on. Um, we go down a little further, there are these signs stuck in the ground with our team names on them. The kids had written our team names on these signs. Like, again, you know, kind of you start to get a little misty eyed because you kind of kind of relate to what's going to happen. Sure. Um, pulled into the parking lot, backed my car into a spot. I got out of my car, and there's like 100 people standing around applauding and cheering. I'm looking around like, who, you know, who, are, they, who, are, they, who are they talking about? Um, so I saw the parents right there, and I said, oh, where's Bailey? They pointed off, to the, off in the distance, and that come walking down this road. Kicking, just kicking stones, walking down the dirt road. Here comes Bailey. I yelled, "Hey, Bailey!" And she looked up at me, and ran to me, and jumped in my arms, and gave me another big hug. Mm-hmm. A moment that melts your heart, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that was a that was a neat day. Uh, just that experience, and then 
seeing some of the other families and talking with them mm -hmm. about their situations and so on. So yeah, it was, a, it was a great experience. Ever since then, I mean, I've had to be in my car since then. Mm -hmm. uh, it's only been off for one this past winter when I had the car had a paint correction done because it really needed it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, the bees the bees on my car it's a keeper. I've mm -hmm. uh, been Bailey's team ever since. Yeah, and I think that people equate that with Team Limer and, and yeah. everything else. Do you want to talk a little bit about the platform, the Mustang itself? Oh, sure. Um, it's a 2006 Mustang GT. Bought it new in uh, March of 2006. Um, I live dangerously close to CJ Pony Parts. Yes. So, <laughs> uh, CJ Pony Parts was still doing sales and installing parts uh, during most of this time. So, it was over the period of about four years where I throw a little money at it every year, freshen it up, do this, that, and the mm -hmm. other thing. And, mm -hmm. you know, every year it's, it's almost like a new car because there's something different about it, mm -hmm. just improving the character of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, you, put some, you put some miles in that car, too, right? It's a hundred, oh, almost 150,000 okay, well, miles. That's, yeah. So, but it doesn't see a lot of daily drive use. Yeah. Some, yeah. but, uh, you know, I typically have it sitting most <clears> all, <throat> all winter. And it sits a good bit in the summer, too. It goes to shows and, then of course, mm -hmm. the rallies. Oh, my gosh, the yeah. rallies. Yeah. Have but, you had but, a favorite rally? Oh, a favorite. Uh, I mean, you started with Dixie, you said. Yeah, uh, US 50. Okay. The loneliest road in America <laughs> is my, probably my favorite experience through the whole rally. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it last year when you did when we did the US 50. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, to kind of make up for that, I got copies of the uh, of the checkpoints. And my wife and I made uh, made the trip on our own. We have a daughter that lives in San Francisco, so it was time to visit the granddaughter and mm -hmm. the daughter and the grandkids anyway. So, uh, yeah, we laid out the whole trip. I uh, Tony helped a lot. Um, we uh, hit the high points of the rally. Good. Um, day one, we we left at four thirty in the morning, and by four in the afternoon, we were riding the the uh, the. Uh, the ride in the St. Louis Arch, wow. in the Gateway Arch. It's kind of um, a claustrophobic thing. I feel like you're in an, an egg. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Duck because you're going to hit your head. Uh -huh. if you don't. Yeah, but what, it's a neat experience. What makes US 50 the the loneliest? How does it earn that title? The loneliest road. The loneliest road in America, as I understand it, um, it came about by a review by the AAA. Okay. Um, they said something to the effect that their report on the road was that there's nothing of value here. You need survival skills in order to manage this road. Do not go this way. Okay? Well, Nevada Tourism grabbed that and said, hey, we got, we got a thing here. So uh, they did this whole Loneliest Road in America campaign uh, at uh, selected places of the towns along the way. You can pick up a, a little tour booklet where you can get things stamped. And each town will stamp your book, and if you get if you get all the stamps, I think it's a minimum of five stamps out of like eight or ten. Uh, you send it into Nevada Tourism, and they'll send you a plaque and this and that. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. That is really yeah. cool. But it is it is it just keeps drawing me back. Um, is it okay. just because it's open and without? It it's is unadulterated. Open. It is open. It's desolate. It's hot. It's dry. It's got this foreboding feeling about it, but at the same time. There's so much scenery, just so mm. much scenery. Um, never saw so much sage in my life. My mm. God, it's billions of plants of sage out mm. there. Um, 
and when it's when it's hot out there, it's yeah, it's got this otherworldly feel about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But all kind of pure. You know, there's not a lot of very much so untouched. Yeah. 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 Absolutely untouched. Well, that's probably the draw. Yeah. Except for this ribbon of uh, two-lane asphalt going across the desert. So, would it be fair, and you don't have to answer this one at all, Glenn, but you may have exceeded 60, 65 miles an hour at some point. Might have. Might, might have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, the car's got 410 gears, so it's got not much. It, uh, it'll get to triple digits, but it's, it's straining. Yeah, you don't the, want to do that for extended low, period of time. Those are low gears, yeah. 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 Wow. Well, anything else from you know you wanted to mention about Team Bailey, looking ahead to twenty twenties, you know the upcoming rally or anything that you want to oh, put out there? Um, yeah, um, a lot of people are into the rally because of the sightseeing and uh, the uh, the competitive nature of it. Sure. Honestly, for me, it's 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 it, that that's definitely there the camaraderie is definitely there but the whole sense of being able to do something for some people mm -hmm. while you're doing something you really enjoy that that just wraps it up right there that's an excellent yeah. synopsis yeah i'm um yeah I th I'm, and that's part of the uh mission statement of rally north america mm -hmm. yeah I don't, don't recall exactly how it's word, worded but it's all about trying to do something good through the auto Mm -hmm. And they sure latch on to something. Yeah. yeah. I know we had a tremendous experience. Oh, yeah. Things that yeah. we'll never forget from it. That's, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And especially with, with all this stuff. What is, uh, so with Bailey's, did you want to say anything about, and this could be edited out if you don't, but. Um, Bailey has diamond black fan and Amy. Yeah. Um, she uh, is doing quite well these days on a uh, steroid regimen. Uh, unfortunately, a steroid regimen is stunting her growth. If you've seen her, she's she's 11 years old. She's got the stature of maybe six. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty thin. And uh, she's bordering on hyperactivity, uh, so she's taking ADD meds while mm -hmm. she's going to school. So she's... Mm -hmm. eh, it's a kind of tough situation to deal with. Um, talking to the parents, they're very into Camp Sunshine that, because they're learning about the progression of the disease mm -hmm. and how to treat things or to, how to recognize changes in the condition and how to deal with them as they right. come. So they're looking forward to mm -hmm. um, you know, what might come down the road. Um, yeah, it's, it's, one of the, it's one of the great assets of, of Camp Sunshine. But for now, Bailey is a spunky, bright little kid. She's, mm -hmm. um, yeah, she's, she's a great kid. Yeah. I had a, a couple of conversations with her. They were not and it's not like we see each other every week, but uh, for a time they were doing blood drives in her name, so I would go to the blood drives and meet sure. up with the family and chat with her and take her for a little walk around the compound and that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. But those hugs probably huh. really fuel you as far as whenever, yeah. if you're in those final weeks and you're trying to pull together those those final dollars for the, mm -hmm. yeah. just probably just knowing what it means to her. And and, and, and that's probably another, another key thing about the rally. Um, the excitement doesn't start when you arrive at the start line. No, no, no. no. The, the excitement builds. I mean, we're I'm, we're getting juiced already about 2020. <laughs> we're starting to feel, starting to hear what will be heard, where the start is, trying to scope out where some of the some of the checkpoints well, might be. Well, I actually be. have a, a meeting with Tony yeah? next Thursday night. Okay. And he promised to tease 
a little. <laughs> so listen to the next Tony episode. He's he told me he's going to deliver some. So I will. I yeah. will. That's going to be awesome. He, we do know we need a passport, so I'm looking at the map saying, oh, "What's uh, up in Canada that right. we need?" To, hey? Yeah. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Some of our Canadian teams will be happy that we're getting up there again. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was the one team was the. Uh, Wolverine, yeah, yeah, uh, Deadpool. And Deadpool, yeah. yeah. Team. They were doing the Elvis impersonation thing for a couple of years. But we they, heard that they did uh, Canadian Mounties. Uh, a that's year. right. That's right. Point, yeah. that, that goes back a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. You gotta yeah. love that personality. That's pretty that's brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, they're they're great. Well, Scott's leaning on your other project here. Do you want to talk about uh, the sure, Daytona? Sure. Well, I've had a a thing for kit cars since the early seventies. Uh, I was looking at the fiber fab cars and uh, there was one in particular called the Amante GT that was based mm. on a, uh, they, most of them were based, that I'm interested in were based on a uh, full-size VW Beetle platform, not the, not the cut down one, the dune buggy was. And you could do various things with the drive line. You could mm -hmm. stop VW, you could swap in a core of air, mm -hmm. which would get you up to about 200 horsepower. Uh, there was one trick that one outfit was selling, Crown Manufacturing was selling the parts where you could actually flip the transaxle upside down and, and uh, bell housing let you rotate the engine right side up again and the camshafts were ground backwards so that you could run a mid-engine Corvair in this, in, this, in this thing. So I had this thing all laid out. Uh, wow. I needed about 3500 bucks, and I didn't have the money and I didn't have the time so it never happened. Okay. Uh, a couple years ago, I saw I was going to be retiring pretty soon, and I thought, well, I'm going to need something to do, so yeah. here we are. Yeah. Uh, a friend was selling his uh, 96 Lincoln Mark 8, which happened to have the old independent rear suspension. That differential case right there, and the spindles are out of that Lincoln. No kidding. Everything else is factory five. Uh, okay. It's a uh, loose replica of the Cobra Daytona Coupe. Mm -hmm. They call it the uh, Type 65. Um, generally, it, it, as, it's, as it's built, it's uh, supposed to have a small block forward in it. Um, I'm changing things up quite a bit. Uh, I want to I run this car in a rally. So I want this thing to be not a track car, but, but a, a street car. Mm -hmm. Now they say don't, don't track your street car and don't street your track car, but I think I'm testing that in both ways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. If you build the kit the way it comes, it's definitely a track car. But people have yeah, you know, thrown thrown some sound deadening into it and yep, and done the necessary things to get it plated and off they go. I'm going uh, a few steps beyond that. Uh, over there sits a Coyote of a, of a 2015 Mustang that a friend helped me source. Uh, that's going to go in there. To accommodate that, I uh, need to do some changes in the sheet metal around the foot boxes. I uh, had to move the uh, motor mount pedestals forward about three inches. Had to move the, and that gave me the opportunity to move the firewall forward about a couple of inches, okay. which gives me a little more room behind the dash. Sure. Um, I dropped the trunk floor about six inches um, and put a custom fuel tank in there so I can get get a little more luggage in there and, and at yep. the same time a little more a little more fuel spec fuel capacity all um, both of those are very key for the rally very key for the rally you can see there's a ton of dynamite all over the place very much um, so yeah there's a couple of a couple of other thing oh there's also it's lizard skin on the outside and dynamite on the inside okay so I should be 
about as well protected as you can get. But yeah. I have some Dyna liner and some Dyna deck, two other Dynamat products that okay. will uh, that I'll be adding as as, as time gets uh, as as it gets a little more toward completion. That'll sure. really quiet this thing down pretty much. Another big change was the undercar exhaust. These things uh, are intended to be built with side side pipes yeah that's how it's usually but the side that. pipes coming in that they're right uh, you know about two feet away from your ear mm -hmm. uh, so to keep things quiet uh, yeah undercar exhaust I followed the uh, a few tips from a guy that makes a living helping people build their build their cars the name's Mark Doherty goes by the moniker of the traveling builder he's done undercar exhaust on a couple of these and I followed followed his lead and uh, put the routing for the pipes in and uh, turned the car over to Mark a couple of weeks ago and he actually put the exhaust system in that's for me. really sharp. Yeah, that's going to work out well. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not quite sure where the tailpipe's going to come out, but I think the, maybe the only choice I have <laughs> is to punch it right through the tail. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that'll be interesting. And that'll make it uniquely yours too. Uh, yeah, another thing uniquely mine is <laughs> windows. Um, the car basically comes with the, the door skin slides over the door frame from front to back just kind of like a, like a like an envelope yeah. over the door frame yeah. and then the window is a steel frame you bolt to the top of the door with a little plastic right. piece in there and a little slider yeah that's typical race car stuff that's yeah. that's the that's the window well that's not going to work no not when you're hoping to do 800 miles in a day you right. get some ventilation in the car right so my thing from the get-go is power windows. Um, okay. That turned out to be a huge effort because the door isn't tall enough to hold a window that's going to fill the glass area. So I actually had to extend the door down. Sounds easy, right? Not so much. Well, you drop the door sill. That's the steel. I built a completely custom door frame. Um, Got uh, parts from specialty power windows to uh, so I have a window regulator that's going to make things go up and down. Wow, that was the easy part. <laughs> the hard part is the fiberglass. Um, I started getting into the fiberglass work to to uh, well, you see, I cut and, and bonded some pieces together, and I wanted to reinforce them by laying some fiberglass mat on the back side. And when I started doing that, I discovered that uh, I'm allergic to something in the resins. Oh boy! It put me in the ER twice before I finally figured, finally figured out what the heck was in there. So, so I can't do that. So I got to farm that out. Um, so the wow. bodywork is going to be a big nut to crack. That's why it's not going to be on the road in six months. I don't think. <laughs> do you have a a realistic ETA? Is this is this a 2021 rally car? That could well be. Okay. I think that's within normal possibility. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have the engine. Um, um, uh, by End of next week, I expect to have the engine, clutch, and transmission all assembled and sit in the car for final. Outstanding. Uh, then I need to spend the wad of money for the Coyote control pack from Ford, and mm. uh, and I think then it's time for a good pizza and beer party and ask a whole bunch of people <laughs> over here and help me get a, mm -hmm. get it uh, get a, get get the first start done. Sure. Meanwhile, I'm working on the chassis. Um, brakes are all plumbed, wiring's all done. Um, I got a. Once I get the weight of the engine in the car, then I can get the right height set and do at least a rough alignment on it. Mm -hmm. um, all kinds of other odds and ends. Uh, once I get uh, somebody, and I think I have a line on somebody that's going to help me with this, um, to reinforce the body from the backside and put the body on the car and do whatever fitting needs to be done. 
Okay. Um, and it's going to, that's going to take some time because uh, I'll have to build uh, build the mating parts for the door closures where the weather strip's going to go and all that. So that's going to take some time. But uh, eh, possibly next spring I might be able to get it to a body shop and uh, yeah. have them start doing the, the, uh, the body shop from the outside perspective. Yeah, um, it's been a, been a dream. Like I said, I've been... It's been a labor of love for years. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those things. I, I love doing it. I probably love doing it more than I love driving it, honestly. Wow. But uh, I can't wait to get this thing around mm -hmm. VIR for some hot laps and around. Oh, my. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love when you, to, you told us off offline about uh, the color you're going to go with. You want to share that with the Cubers? Oh, yeah, I guess so. The, By in, the way, what the heck is a Cuber? Well, that's a fair question. Because we... we, we described it a couple times in the early episodes but okay. it was uh for us it was cars of carlisle community okay so Got it's it. triple c c cubed we just started saying cubers that so. makes sense i yep. was wondering really yeah cars of carlisle community okay yeah um <clears throat> yeah um i'm kind of married to the color green yeah um uh, it suits you run the team limer uh, you know with the legend line mustang gt mm -hmm. uh but that color as much as I like it, it kind of goes flat in some conditions, and this is going to be an in-your-face car. So I'm, <laughs> I want it to be an in-your-face green. I'm, I'm looking at the, the green on the 2014 Viper Striker Green. Yeah. Uh, that with a nice satin black stripe. It's going to be so cool. And the iconic Daytona tail, half body color, half stripe color. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, how, or you have the wheels over there. They're a nice satin black. Yeah, it'll be a good look. It will. It will definitely be so. Kind of scare the heck out of me. It's <laughs> <laughs> exciting. I want it to be done now. <laughs> I'm admiring your parking brake handle. The Actually, parking brake handle. It, the one that comes with the kit is intended to mount on the floor on the passenger side. When you're uh, belted in, you can't reach it. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's the parking brake. I, I got it from eBay. It's out of a 2005 or six Mustang. What I like about it is it nestles into the tunnel all the sticks out is to handle. Yeah. So this is one of these custom things where you, you do one little thing and then yep. it gets another change, another change, another change. Yep. So uh, I made a custom mount for the parking brake, put it right where, right where it worked. It fits in very, there very nicely. Yeah, so a custom mount in there. Now the, the cable comes down out of that to uh, a junction. Now I'm trying to match that up to the uh, e-brake cables that come with the car. Mm -hmm. Well, the terminators are wrong. They don't hook up. I mean, the, 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 the parts on the ends of the cable don't make made up to the parts on the end of the parking brake. And the bracket's at the wrong place. And the cables are too long. That sounds like one of my problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And with the undercar exhaust, I can't just route, the, no. route it where you would normally go under the A-arm because it's going to be right against the exhaust pipe. So I've got to, got to weave it up above. Yep. Yeah. It's sort thing. of like a rabbit hole. You just start one thing and then yeah, Exactly. Up. One thing leads to another, leads to another. And it's, mm -hmm. it's, been, uh, it's been the way of this whole project from the get-go. Wow. Um, I'm kind of a frustrated engineer. I, I wanted to be an engineer in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, have you, <laughs> have you found like a Daytona forum or anything that you can at least... Oh, gosh, yeah. I'm um, saying you have at least others that are going through something similar. You can go online at night and yeah, ask and questions. And in fact, that kind of leads into a backdoor through a rally story. Okay. Uh, 2016 rally started in Billings, Montana. We did the Pacific uh, Northwest. Oh, wow. Um, big Sky rally. Um, ended in Portland, Oregon. And my navigator and I decided we were going to take, do some of the Pacific Coast Highway while we were out there. And again, I'm driving down to San Francisco to visit my daughter. 
So we did two days in the Pacific Coast Highway. Um, and uh, my navigator flew home from there and I stayed and my wife flew out and we spent some quality time with the daughter. But while we were there, I reached out to a couple of people uh, that I know out there that have these cars on the FF Cars Forum. So I reached out to a couple of them and the one guy said, hey, you're in town, we'll do a barbecue. So he, we had, I want to say five or six completed Daytonas uh. and his East Coast Mustang. <laughs> wow. Mm. All out there in uh, uh, near Palo Alto. Yeah. That so there were some guys I'd, I'd been chatting with on the, on the forum for, for a long while and yep. got to meet the people sure. uh, face to face and swap stories. Nothing and, better. Well, that's a yep. great resource. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Yeah, uh, I have a build thread on FF Cars too. Building Coupe 674. That's the number. Okay. So yeah, I'm, I've been throwing stuff out there about. You know, the trials and tribulations yeah. and the hopes and aspirations of this whole thing. Sure. Uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a treat. That's excellent. And uh, I, I can't let this go without mentioning I've had a lot of help along the way. Um, uh, Bill Toomis in particular is really helpful in scouting out some parts for me mm -hmm. and helped give me some guidance along the way. And Bob Blanton, God bless the man. He's uh, an incredible guy. Uh, I... I mentioned at the, at the uh, charity auction at the rally this year, I said, he's, he's just, the guy just lives to give, you know? He, that's exactly it. Um, you did the, that was your, your uh, that day one, you get up on stage and said that. Yeah, yeah, well, he earned it. He earned it. Yep, he's an angel on earth. He stood right here in his garage a few months before, well, January, I think it was. He was helping me do some welding, and he said, Glenn, I want to tell you. He said, I'm going to put you in the front row. <laughs> and he did. And he did. I, I about dropped when he said that, but... Uh, yeah, I I had a great fundraising year. I, I topped four thousand dollars, my best ever. But yeah, he threw another five grand on top of it. Yeah, and he's, we ended up at ten thousand. He's a powerhouse. Yeah. We ended up at ten thousand, ten dollars. Yeah. So. And yep. again, that's the story of the car community. You know, what I mean, it's, pulling together. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, we're fortunate to be part of it all. Yep. Well, we'll give you final word tonight. What Me? would you like to be your parting shot? Oh my gosh. I'll, I'll turn that around and ask you a question. Please. Why is it podcasters do so well in these rallies? You're the second set of podcasters that did a rally. I don't know why that is. And I don't know what it is, but you guys you guys did real well. We did fairly well. And yeah. I think, for me, I think part of it is to get into podcasting, you either know a lot about the subject or you are hungry to know more about it. I was born with racing fuel in my blood, and I just... I eat and breathe cars. I was born into a, a family where my dad had a car in the garage or two mm -hmm. under some state of restoration at any given time. There are photos of me crawling up inside a shell of a vehicle and everything. To me, going to car shows, being part of the whole culture is all I've ever known. And the the podcast is a way to immerse yourself mm, yeah. in that and to, to talk yeah. to like-minded individuals every week. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep putting this off more and more and more. Mm -hmm. There's just more to talk about. Mm -hmm. um, I got uh, probably one of the biggest influ two of the biggest two of the big influences in my life in getting into cars was number one I worked in a gas station from 1964 through 1972. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine the cars I saw roll through there? Oh my yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Especially oh. the out of towners probably. Oh, great stuff. Yeah. Um, and the, the the C2 and C3 Corvettes the. Yeah. Uh, I remember when the judge first came on. I was like, oh my God, what is this thing? Well, those were just, <laughs> those were, that was the zenith really of American muscle. For years. sure, yeah. for sure. 
The first Mustang, and I saw a 64 Mustang, 289, two-barrel, mm-hmm. bench seat, three on the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rare car, if you only had that one today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the Bosses and the Mach 1s and uh, sure. Hot Rods and, yeah, everything. And back in those days, uh, my dad kind of, he kind of uh, entertained his, his car demon at the same time. He mm-hmm. had, he had a pair of 67 Shelby's. Bought them as three or four year old beat up used cars. They weren't worth anything at the time. Fixed them up real nice. He had a 350 and a 500. Mm. I loved that 350. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that a was, good make. That that's a good engine for that. Well balanced car. Yeah, yep. that, that high put 289 with the solid lifters clacking away. That was something else. Mm-hmm. And the, the 500 was, it was just a brute. And the car he bought had been a drag racing car, so it came with all kinds of extra goodies and a second block and mm-hmm. a, a wall cam. And, mm-hmm. and he put a set of hooker headers on it and the exhaust. <laughs> I don't know how big the exhaust was in that thing. But my God. Yeah. That, that, that thing was a brute. Well, you came from good DNA. <coughs> I was going to say, you didn't have a choice but to do it. No, right. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. So I've been into the whole Shelby thing. I mean, there's, a, there's a Shelby biography that was written back in the day. It was actually, I think, before the GT40 thing happened. Okay. So he wrote about his racing experiences, racing the, the Burkhead, Burkhead Maseratis, and mm-hmm. this and that, the other thing. And the, um, so right up on that, you know, kind of got into the whole Cobra thing. And um, yeah, I mean, been, been following along with that ever since. Um, actually, one of my, another, another thing to mention, one of, the, one of my favorite road trip uh, audio books is Go Like Hell. Hmm. It's about the Cobra Ferrari Wars. Okay. And I, that the, the the movie they're doing this that's supposed to be coming yeah. out this fall, I think. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's largely based on that book. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Uh, and they're the tragic tragic hero of the whole story is Ken Miles, and I really hope mm-hmm. he gets his due in in, in that movie because mm-hmm. he was instrumental in the development of all the cars. Well, I just think it's a fascinating yeah. story that everybody was gunning for Enzo and. And it was just that yeah. American ingenuity of we're gonna we're gonna make this. It's almost like the the moon landing. I mean, it's sort of you put your mind to it, it'll happen. Yeah, one interesting aspect about the Cobra Daytona Coupe in particular, uh, it is uh, to my mind, I don't I don't see an alternative. It is the last of the cars that was a successful race car that came out of a hot rodder's garage. Okay. Because immediately after that, it was big money, big corporations. Right. And all, all that, all that stuff going on. But the people that threw these together—I mean, the, yeah. the Phil Remingtons and uh, Peter Brocks and Carol Shelby and yeah. I mean Ken Miles and the whole crew—you know, those were yeah. that was grassroots. That was grassroots, and it's uh, mm-hmm. it's it's not, never going to happen again. No, that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we've uh, we've had uh, some pretty amazing vehicles come out of this country for sure. Yeah. Well, anything else that you'd you'd love to share with us this evening? Mm. I think I'm about exhausted. Well, you, you shared plenty of your evening with us, so, Glenn, thank you. Very much of great, grateful for your time. And we Glad will, to do it. And been looking forward to it. Okay, we are back here to Studio A. We owe you an answer to the trivia question of which I posed, and that is US 50, also known as the loneliest road in America, spans between which two cities? So starting with the West Coast, We'll tell you that it uh, spans between Sacramento, California, and 
stretches all the way east to the ocean, Atlantic Ocean that is, some nearly 3,000 miles away at Ocean City, Maryland. And what's really interesting about this is particularly in the Nevada portion of the, of the road itself, that's where it crosses over extreme deserts. Um, these desert valleys are separated by mountain ranges that really soar up and over the valley floor. And talking to, uh, to Glenn, who since, uh, uh, since the time he wasn't able to, to travel with the rally team has driven parts of that uh, towards Pueblo, Colorado, uh, he has said that it is most definitely one of the most gorgeous stretches of roads that he has uh, been on. Uh, certainly known for these extremely vast, desolate areas with truly no signs of civilization. You wouldn't even know that you're in a modern day with, uh, with what's happening, especially in those desert regions. So if you ever want to do a transcontinental highway, US 50, the loneliest road in America, may be one you should uh, put on your, your bucket list. So before we go, I just want to again thank you all. So grateful for what you do as far as downloading each week, sharing us with friends. Please continue to put the word out there. For those that haven't subscribed, why not? It's free and you have this automatically queued up in your, uh, in your podcast list each and every week. We'd love to share part of your Tuesday, Wednesday, each and every of the 52 weeks. We are here for you. This is your car community. We just happen to be in the driver's seat. So for now, I'll say drive well, be well, and take care.